You know what time it is. Time for another train wreck. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm the pastor of May Hill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors, and I'm joined by... I'm Kyle Bierman, pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together we bring a combined 31 years of ministry experience to the table, and we still mess up time and time again, or at least I do, as Matt says, he's perfect. Yes, I, I am perfect. And uh, another thing that is perfect is the Christian Standard Bible. And we are grateful that our podcast is sponsored by them. And you could say that we're the official podcast of the Word of God, though I don't think we would go so far as to say that we are infallible and inerrant and inspired. We love the CSB because of its blend of readability and accuracy and encourage you to check it out at csbible.com after the show. Kyle, what do we have going on today? Ah, well, today we have the privilege of chatting with Dr. Danny Aiken, the president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. And uh, so, Dr. Aiken, welcome to the show. Um, and we want to start with, with the important stuff, and that is tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, Matt and Kyle, thank y'all. I'm very honored to be a part of this and very thankful uh, for what you guys are doing and how the Lord is uh, using you where you are. Uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I have been married to my wife, Charlotte, for now 40 years. She is also from uh, Georgia. Uh, we married uh, young, 21 and 19. In fact, got married on a Saturday, drove to Dallas, Texas on Sunday. Monday, fortunately, was Memorial Day because Tuesday she went to work and I went back to school, which is not how I tell people to do it. But uh, it worked out uh, well for us. Uh, God blessed us with four sons, uh, now all in their 30s, uh, by God's good grace, all in the ministry. Uh, all four, as of two Saturdays ago, are now married. Uh, our youngest, excuse me, our oldest, Nathan, uh, married a beautiful young lady named Kelsey Matthews. And so now all four uh, are, are wedded. And uh, God has also blessed us uh, with 12 grandchildren, six boys uh, and six girls. And uh, I love to tell folks I love being married. I love being a dad. And I really, really love being a, a grandfather. So that's a little bit uh, about uh, my family. I, I've got four daughters, and, and thankfully none of them are married yet or remotely close to uh, to being. And uh, so I would certainly ask for you to pray uh, for, for me. Kyle's got a uh, son in. Thanks when it comes to marrying those girls. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, brother, well, we'll right up the road from, from our house is a mission home that we have for uh, pastors and denominational leaders. And, and apparently Kyle, when he's trying to finish his dissertation, uh, so his wife won't kick him out of the house. But uh, that, that has been where I've said uh, that I will spend most of their teenage years. That's just going to be my, my little abode to get away from it all. And uh, we had, I, I thought you were about to say that we had something very close in common uh, because you went, uh, got married, and, and everybody got back to work. We got married on a Saturday, and then I went in view of a call on a Sunday, and then we went on our honeymoon. And so I don't recommend that oh. uh, to anyone either. Uh, but one of the things about ministry and, and really all of the Christian life is how God moves and he shapes and he guides our, our daily life. He is involved 
uh, with us personally. And it's been fascinating as we've done some of these highlights of the various entities, uh, how the various heads have ended up in their places of ministry. And so uh, one of the things that we would love to hear is just what brought you to, to Southeastern in the first place? Well, it was not on my radar screen. In fact, to be honest with you, when I felt God's calling to ministry, which was out near uh, in your neck of the woods, it was in Sales, Arizona, uh, an Indian reservation there. And it was uh, there that I sensed God's calling uh, into ministry. And to be honest with you guys, I didn't even know seminaries existed. I went to my pastor, uh, told him I sensed God's calling. What do I do? And he mentioned seminary. And I said, great, what's a seminary? So I always believed that uh, I would serve as a pastor. But in God's providence, uh, I, I started serving as an adjunctive professor at Criswell College in Dallas for a number of years, was later invited to serve full time on that faculty. So quickly, I served uh, at Criswell College for five years, served at Southeastern Seminary for four years as a professor of theology and the dean of students. That was 92 to 96. 96, I went to Louisville and served at Southern Seminary for eight years as a vice president and the dean of the School of Theology. And then in the year 2004, uh, again, in God's leading, uh, they uh, invited me to come to be president of Southeastern. And uh, I loved being at Southern. We felt like we could have stayed there the rest of our lives, but also sensed that this is what God had for us at this particular time. So uh, we came, uh, be 15 years come uh, January. And uh, it's been 15 wonderful years. The, the faculty here is phenomenal. The student body is, is incredible. Uh, I think God's given us a really good uh, vision and mission as a great commission seminary where we challenge people uh, to go and uh, to be willing to go anywhere and uh, do whatever it is that the Lord calls them uh, to do. In other words, I often say playfully, we try to train up uh, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, and Green Berets for Jesus who will go to the hard places and uh, give their lives there because what they're giving their lives for uh, really matters. And um, so that's what brought me here. And I'm just amazed that I, that I have the privilege of, of, of doing what I get to do at uh, Southeastern. People say, is being a seminary president a hard job? It's not for me. Uh, it really is a joy, uh, a delight, and a blessing, and I just feel extremely fortunate to get to do what I do. That's amazing. Um, um, now, in uh, recent days, we've, we've seen, seen the, the sacrificial work of disaster relief, yes. uh, especially in, in regards to, to Hurricane Florence. So, so first of all, how did that affect uh, you and, and the, the Southeastern family there in Wake Forest? And, and then second, how have you all been involved in some of the cleanup since that storm hit? Well, this is amazing. Uh, we actually wound up with more damage from Michael than we did Florence, even wow. though Florence is what came through North Carolina. Uh, what happened for us is that, of course, as everybody knows, the system slowed and even stalled right there, almost over Wilmington in that part of the area. So everything east of Interstate 95 just got inundated, not so much with wind, uh, but rain torrential downpours. you got areas that wound up with 30 and 35 inches of rain so that there were, there were lands that looked like lakes for as far as you could look in any and every direction 
furthermore, the system looped around us. I mean, it's amazing. We got five or six inches of rain over a couple of days. But that's nothing compared to the other. But when the rain looped around us, uh, it kept raining. Well, those rivers swelled and uh, flooded, but then all the water always runs back to the ocean. So not only did they get all the raining rain, they got flooding uh, from the rivers as well. So we personally here at Southeastern were not affected that badly by uh, Florence, but the eastern part of our state was just devastated. And so we've jumped in and we are partnering both with the uh, North America Mission Board and D Disaster Relief, which again, there's no way we can overstate the phenomenal job that they do. And then secondly, we have a wonderful state convention led by Milton Hollyfield, and we've partnered in as well with them. So we've got students that are out and about in different shifts in different ways. And of course, one of the things we need to remember is you get all this initial attention and then the attention goes away, but the devastation uh, is still there. We had today actually in chapel, Tommy Green, who is the uh, executive state exec of Florida. And he put up some pictures of the Panama City area. And it looks like a nuclear bomb went off. I mean, it just looks like something came in and exploded for miles and miles and miles. And that's what it looks like right now. And of course, the national attention has already started uh, moving away. So he talked again about how unbelievable Southern Baptists have been through uh, the North American Mission Board and disaster relief and uh, sharing the gospel, uh, ministering to churches. And, and so it's a tragedy and, and the, the heartache is massive. At the same time, we see it as a great opportunity for the body of Christ to be the church. As one pastor said, whose church lost everything, we now understand better than ever these buildings are not the church. We are the church. And so it's really, uh, I've been very encouraged to see the heart that's gone out from our school, from Baptist in North Carolina, Baptist in Florida, and really from uh, Southern Baptists and evangelicals all over America that have really gone into these places to love on these people and try to help. So we're doing okay. We had some, we had some roof damage and some tree damage uh, from, uh, Michael because the winds were not, not massive, but they were still pretty stout 50, 60 miles an hour. Uh, but we've been able to continue right on and uh, God in that regard has been very kind to uh, us here at Southeastern. And, and you guys have one of the most beautiful campuses that I, I think of not just our seminaries, but colleges in general. It's, uh, I, I'm friends with Jason, uh, row on yes. uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and throughout the year, just kind of seeing the seasons change there in Southeastern, uh, whether it's snow or, or fall or, or whatever. Uh, some of those pictures are just absolutely breathtaking. And uh, and so you, you, you may have answered this perhaps, but one of the other things that we like to ask our uh, presidents, especially when it comes to the seminaries is uh, what's been a challenge that Southeastern has faced where you can look back and and say, you know, wow, thank you, God. You know, not wow, thank you, Danny Aiken or, or anything else, but this is just something that was clearly, you cannot describe it without the providential hand of God. What, what would you say uh, about Southeastern there? Well, I think the, the, the great miracle that God worked at Southeastern was turning this school around theologically 
uh, in the late 1980s and early 1990s. And unfortunately, students who come here today can't really imagine uh, what the school was like back then in terms of what they believed about the Bible, uh, their lack of uh, evangelical theological conviction, uh, the fact that uh, missions and evangelism were not even required courses because that's just something we don't really need to do, much less talk about. In fact, a quick story will put everything in perspective. Uh, I'd only been here a couple of years, and I got a phone call one day from Will Graham. Will Graham, of course, is the uh, grandson of Billy Graham, and he's a graduate of Southeastern. And so he called me and said, uh, uh, Dr. Eck, would you like to meet my grandfather? And I said, well, uh, let me pray about that. Yes, I'd like to meet your <laughs> grandfather. And I have to confess, there was no praying over that. And so about uh, a month later, things happened that I got to go up to his home with my wife. And I got to meet Dr. Graham. Uh, and I have to tell you guys, it was everything I could have hoped and more. He was kind gracious. He loves the Lord. He loves lost people. But when um, I was sitting in his living room and they brought Dr. Graham in in a wheelchair, already then he was not really able to get around anymore. And so I got up politely and went over to shake his hand. And I said, Dr. Graham, you would not know me, but my name is Danny Aiken. And I have the joy of being the president of Southeastern Seminary. And here's what he said. And I quote, oh, I know who you are. You're the president of that seminary that turned his back on me when I was on your campus. When he said that, guys, my jaw hit the ground and my heart stopped. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what, what is he talking about? He's never been here since I've been here. And so I said, Doc, Dr. Graham, you, you haven't been on our campus since I, I arrived. And he said, I'm not talking about since you arrived. I'm talking about back in 1988 when I preached the inauguration of Lewis Drummond as the president of Southeastern Seminary. When we walked from your administration building to the chapel, the students had lined the sidewalk. And as we walked to the chapel, one by one, they turned their backs on us. Wow. And he said, when I spoke in chapel, when they introduced me, the congregation very graciously uh, stood and honored me, but your faculty sat in the choir loft and folded their arms and, and they didn't move. And so when he said that, I said, well, Dr. Graham, our schools look not like that anymore. And if you were on our campus, we would be so honored and we would love having you there. And he said, I know what's happened at Southeastern and there's not a day that passes that I don't rejoice in God's grace and goodness. But then he said this, I have traveled all over the world and only one time in my entire life have I ever had people turn their back on me. And that was on the campus of a Baptist seminary. And so that just drove home guys to me even more. What a radical transformation took place uh, theologically at this school. And I think that then allowed us to begin to launch out. You know, we don't just get our theology right for the sake of getting our theology right. We want our theology to be right for the sake of getting the gospel to the nations. And so were we not where we need to be theologically, I don't think we would have ever moved to become what most people would know as a great commission seminary that has a passion to see people go uh, to the nations. That would not have happened without the turnaround uh, theologically and a return to an infallible uh, and inerrant Bible. Wow. Wow. 
I did not know that story. That is powerful in here. Wow. Everything in right perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, well, Dr. Aiken, shifting gears just a bit. We we know that you've been in a pulpit uh, a few times. Um, He just called uh, you old, I think. No, I I did not. So it depends on your perspective (laughs) there. But 40 years in the ministry, which I'm very thankful for. Um, and so one of the things we like to ask um, um, guys who've been preaching for a while is uh, what is your most embarrassing moment that you've had while you were preaching? Wow. Well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, God's been good. Now, as soon as I say this, it'll happen this coming Sunday. <laughs> but I really can't think of a time in the pulpit where I said something or did something that I just like, you know, came unglued, had to apologize, all this but I can tell you my most embarrassing experience in ministry. And that is I was working at a church one time in the, in the uh, uh, recreation area and a couple came up, a, a guy came up and there was another person with him. that's hair is about as short as mine and almost like yours, uh, Kyle, not quite that bad, but very short hair, very skinny, thin person. And so that person went on through and I looked at the guy and I said, are you and your son going to, play racquetball. And he looked at me and he said, that is my fiance. Oh, no. <laughs> well, when he said that, I simply turned around, walked out of the office, went back to the dungeon that nobody wanted to go to where there were washers and dryers. And for the next hour and a half, I gladly and delightedly did nothing but wash and dry and fold towels. And I prayed, dear God, please don't let him still be here when I come out. And please don't ever let me meet this person again, because he will rightfully, I later found out he was a police officer. And I said, he will rightfully shoot me right between the eyes and it will be a justified homicide. So that overwhelmingly is my, I still get, uh, when I think about it, my, 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 my hairs on my neck are coming up right now. It was just, I'm like, how, how did you do this? How did you make such a absolutely stupid, ridiculous, foolish statement? So that is overwhelmingly, that's enough for anything in the pulpit. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, you should, feel, you, you should feel very bad for that. Very. <laughs> well, well I, I have a question that we didn't uh, prep you for, um, and, and maybe you could call it a suggestion. Uh, I, I don't know, but I see constant posts on social media about, uh, you and Southeastern, and, and I just want to run something by you. Sure. Uh, S- Southwestern has the Adrian Rogers Library. Uh-huh. Uh, Midwestern has the Spurgeon Library. And I know it might sound crazy, but I, I just want to know, have you considered having the Wiley Drake Library? Let's see. No, I actually haven't. <laughs> I had that run past my mind. And now that you raise it, um, I don't think I'll have to think about it very much either. It, it would be it would be an exhibit unlike any other, Dr. Aiken. Of, of that, there absolutely is no doubt. And yes. I love the brother. I, I, I thank God that he loves Jesus and will be in heaven. And But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've gotten that up. Since y'all wanted to be kind of a smart aleck, I would uh, point out we do have in our library uh, the Francis Schaeffer papers uh, and all of the audios and videos that come from his ministry uh, at Labrie. 
And then also in God's gracious providence, we do have John Selhammer's library, which was one of the most uh, storied uh, Old Testament uh, uh, libraries of any Old Testament scholar. And when he passed away, his wife, Patty, contacted us and we purchased his uh, library. Well, basically, she donated it and then we paid for all the shipping and everything. But both the Schaefer papers and the Selhammer library, they're pretty impressive. And so, folks, that we have areas set aside uh, for both of those. And uh, so God has at least been kind enough to let us have uh, the uh, those two men honored by their libraries being here. Wonderful. Matt, I tell you what, I think this is going to be worth a road trip just to go and hit all these libraries. That, that, would, so. be, that would be a trip worthy of not another Baptist podcast. All right. Well, since you've since you've ruined our uh, our hopes for a Wiley Drake library, um, <laughs> with since since we got that out of the way, what is t- tell us what God's doing right now at Southeastern? Well, right now we have uh, just experienced our tenth year of record enrollment. So God's been unbelievably wow. kind in that area. We last year finished with over four thousand two hundred students. We will pass that, surpass that again this year so the lord's continuing to bring bring uh record numbers of students uh the good news for me is even though our online program is growing which that's good uh our own campus program is growing uh we've had a record enrollment the last two years on campus and in particular with our college um in addition to that um this excites me we have 250 students right now that are currently deployed IMB personnel all over the world taking classes with us. And so I'm not a, uh, an enemy of distance learning. I still think there's no way to overstate the blessing and benefit of being on campus and rubbing elbows with your fellow classmates and your professors, going to church with them, going out to share the gospel with them, just living life with them. There's no way. I mean, discipleship doesn't take place via the Internet. Uh, discipleship uh, and mentoring certainly takes place in life on life uh, relationships. And so God's continuing to honor and bless in that kind of a way. At the same time, we're able now to train uh, men and women across America and around the world that uh, even 15 years ago, 20 years ago, wasn't possible. And so I'm grateful for that. I run into guys all the time. In fact, I was at a church this last weekend in Gastonia, uh, North Carolina, Parkwood, Baptist Church, wonderful church, and ran into probably at least six Southeastern students that are on staff in some way at Parkwood Baptist Church, but they're able to take classes with us because of distance learning. And they're being mentored by a wonderful, godly pastor named Jeff Long. And so if they're able to sit under that kind of mentoring there, and then complement that with a distance learning program. We now have six degrees uh, that are completely online. Our college degree is completely online. And so I run into people all the time that will say, I'm your student and I live in New Mexico or I'm your student and I live in Oklahoma or I'm your student and I live in Alaska or I'm your student and I'm in China. And I just rejoice in that. So theological education in terms of the way you deliver it, has really gone through a transformation over the last decade. Uh, Some people bemoan that. Uh, I rejoice in it and just recognize it means we have to work really, really hard, harder than we ever have before 
to encourage people to come to the campus. Uh, and I tell folks, if you can, you should. But at the same time, we're able to train some people who right now have very vital, vibrant ministries. And I would hate to see them pick up, move and leave that uh, to come here. So it's a both and. And we just try to give the best counsel and guidance and direction we can to students and then find what works best for them and then make sure they get a good quality education. That's great. Well, well Dr. Aiken, as we get ready to wrap up here, how can uh, how can Matt and I and our listeners uh, be praying for you and, and really our as Southern Baptist, our Southeastern uh, family? Um, I think there's no question that given what's going on in our nation today, uh, we really need a moving, uh, a movement of God. And, and I would love to see something like that emanate from any of our seminaries. We're all on the same team. Uh, we all have the same uh, commander in chief. And so wherever God chooses to bless, I'm, I'm in favor of that. And I rejoice in that. But I would love to see uh, a great awakening. I would love to see a revival among God's people. I, I'm 61 now. I've never seen a revival, not in the sense of what you read about uh, in the New Testament, what you read about in the Great Awakening. I just, I've never seen that. And I'd love to see God do something like that before I, before the Lord comes again or before I uh, go to be with him in heaven. So you could pray that we would be the kind of school that God could honor or bless in that kind of a way, that we would stay true to his word, true to the gospel, and never lose our, our passion for the three and a half billion people that either have no gospel witness or very limited access to the gospel. In, in the year 2018, half the world's population was still an inadequate access to the gospel. That just has to break the heart of our Lord, and I think it ought to break our heart too. Amen. Well, as much as we don't want to, I know I can speak for Kyle in saying that it is time to hop off of the train until next time. Uh, we're grateful for you, Dr. Aiken, uh, your passion for the gospel and spreading the uh, gospel to the nations and the lives that you are a part of raising up there uh, in your seminary. And as you shared, really around the world. Uh, with people from distance uh, education. So we're grateful for that. And we're also grateful that you took the time uh, to listen in to this podcast. And if you liked what you heard, uh, please subscribe on iTunes and drop down a five-star review and visit us online at www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook and, and Twitter. We post daily uh, memes and gifts and all, all kinds of stuff to make you laugh, to make you learn, to help you sing, and ultimately to, to help you glorify God and grow in your walk uh, with Him. Until next time, Kyle, send us out. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Aiken. Thank you, Dr. Aiken. Appreciate it. Blessings. Well,